Hello? Hello? I'm over here. Well, hi. This is Walk a Mile in My Shoes. We thank you for joining us today. Here's my co-host. Good evening and welcome to... Excuse me. Who are you? Tucker Carlson. You're not my co-host. This is the saddest and at the same time by far the most hopeful day on the Christian calendar. There was a time not so long ago when the overwhelming majority of Americans observed Good Friday. They got up, they went to church, they talked about it at the office and at dinner that night. It was part of their culture. That's no longer true. We don't care. Tonight, you wonder how many Americans even know it's Good Friday. So after hundreds of years, this has finally become a non-Christian country. But it's not a secular country. You sometimes hear people call it that, but they are wrong. There are no secular countries. Why do you keep talking? Every country has a religion because every person has a religion, even if it's atheism. Everybody worships something. We're born that way. We can't get away from it. So what is America's religion now? Well, as it happens, we have video. This is from St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota. It was taken on April 2nd. That was the first Sunday after the mass killing in Nashville, in which three adults and three children were murdered at a Christian school for being Christians. Lona Curry is my co-host, not you, Tucker Carlson. In the old America, Christian pastors would have preached about this. They would have acknowledged the evil on display, and they would have prayed for those who'd been killed. A form of that is still happening today, but the roles have been inverted. Shut up. Leaders were looking for any excuse, valid or not, to crucify Jesus. And they found that reason. It's baffling to me that someone's existence can be so threatening that people decide they need to be controlled, that they need to have laws made against them, or even worse, that the people that they find to be so threatening should die. So Audrey Hale's very existence as a transgender person was so threatening to authorities that they killed her, just as the Pharisees killed Jesus. Her face makes me sick. Her death had nothing to do with the fact she just murdered six people. That was the pastor's sermon at St. Mark's in Fargo. So it's pretty clear that St. Mark's Lutheran Church is no longer a Christian church. So what is it now? Well, it's a trans church, one of many. Transgenderism is this country's priestess growing religion. Like many faiths, its theology features a supernatural transfiguration, the moment a person is transmogrified from one sex to another. Former identities no longer exist. They're dead names. But here's one big difference. Transgenderists do not believe in the God of monotheism. They believe that they themselves are God with the power to control nature. And if you think about it, this should be a concern because it's a recipe for extremism. <laughs> okay that's great so what do you think about that video aside, so aside from made... the fact that he was like a fucking fairy and then he was you know <laughs> well i love your creativeness in the video let me just start there i love it he on the other hand is an idiot and i love it transmogrified love it. was transmogrified yeah. first time i'm ever hearing about this <laughs> yeah that actually is a word though 
I it's got to be. It's got to be. It came out way too easily. You know, I, he may have practiced it. So I did look up this word, and in the Tuckerfied definition, as you can see, transmogrify is to change or alter greatly and often with grotesque or humorous effects. Yeah. Look, the fucked up thing about that. Now, I'm assuming that that was probably like a gay church or a lesbian or yeah, you know, something. Absolutely. Right. That yeah. he was utilizing that, you know. Right. She was talking about Jesus and him being crucified and then him correlating that with, right. you know, this quote unquote transgender that killed these kids, you know, yeah. at that school and how that, I didn't even get that though in the story. Like to me, it's not like, that's not what she said, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Well, once again, we see Tucker yep. doing what Tucker does and Fox News does, which is take these snippets uh, of these conversations or these sermons or whatever they are, and then grabbing a hold of that and then totally fucking it so yep. that it can can feed into the narrative. Yep. And it is it is so disgusting that this is the narrative because it's so safe it's safe for these people to jump on bandwagons that of course keep women you know controlled that keep transgender and lesbian gay bisexual communities that keep these marginalized communities chained up you know let, let's just continue to to bully the minority communities and i don't mean yep. minority in color race and all that but i'm talking about the smallest communities yep. let's just continue to bully them because it's so easy but while we're talking about you know these people spend so much time standing on the shoulders of of these communities that we're not talking about real stuff we want to protect the kids from mutilating their genitals and, and right. cutting off their genitals and identifying and all of this other crap but we're not these same folks that will stand and get their five minutes of fame under this this transgender umbrella are allowing their children to sit in front of first person shooter games for hours and hours and yeah. hours on end yeah. desensitizing them to that of human life yeah. that is why we are in a situation where we are having mass killings if we ever begun to look at, at at organizations like the USDA, which has just now upped the amount of, of poisonous sugar that you can now put in a baby's food so that we turn on the addictive brain cells of children as soon as they're in the world. Yeah. We're setting them up to, yeah. to have all of these issues, and then we want to beat them down. Hey, I got to say, this is awesome. It got you all fired up, right? Oh, I'm fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fired up. <laughs> well, hey, let's get this thing rolling.
where exactly is all this criminal white supremacy, this right-wing domestic terrorism that poses, quote, the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland? Where is it? Well, it, of course, it doesn't exist. If you were to assemble a list, a hierarchy of concerns, of problems this country faces, where would white supremacy be on the list? Right up there with Russia, probably. It's actually not a real problem in America. The combined membership of every white supremacist organization in this country would be able to fit inside a college football stadium? White supremacy, that's the problem. This is a hoax. An unrelenting stream of immigration, but why? Well, Joe Biden just said it, to change the racial mix of the country. That's the reason, to reduce the political power of people whose ancestors lived here and dramatically increase the proportion of Americans newly arrived from the third world. In political terms, this policy is called the Great Replacement, the replacement of legacy Americans with more obedient people from faraway countries. Now, I know that the left and all the little gatekeepers on Twitter become literally hysterical if you use the term replacement, if you suggest that the Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting ballots, mm. with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. But they become hysterical because that's, that's what's happening, actually. Let's just say it, that's mm. true. In other words, you're being replaced and there's nothing you can do about it. So shut up. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs>
That's a grotesque and dishonest oversimplification of the sort that politicians and, by the way, talk show hosts specialize in. And so the, to the extent I played a role in lying about that, I'm sorry. I never want to be that guy. I always want to acknowledge how complex and multifaceted all of these problems are because they are. And yet, yes. and yet, I continuously do it every time I'm on television. Yes. Every time. So you got to ask yourself, if someone admits to lying, but being honest about his lack of honesty, do we have a liar? I think we still do. Do you? I think we still do. Because he's being honest. He's like, well, he's I'm honest. honest. I am a liar. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I try not to. You try not to. But I do. Yes. But I do. <laughs> but I do. Gosh, this guy. Yes. So all kinds of videos and recordings are coming out about Fox, right? Because of all of this stuff that's going on. There's this lawsuit, you know, obviously going on. Um, and trying to figure out who he is and what he is about is getting easier and easier. <laughs> Lucky us. <laughs> right? Lucky us. Yes. So I want to show you a video real quick. And this is a video from 2003. And he's talking about Bill O'Reilly, right? And so he was a former Fox News host. He mm -hmm. had the O'Reilly Factor, which was one of the yep. biggest shows in cable news, earned yep. around $326 million a year in advertising Ooh. revenue. Wow. But Bill O'Reilly was forced off the air. Any idea why? Telling the truth or <laughs> being a little more honest. Oh, no. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, no. They broke the news. Of sexual harassment allegations in 2007. Oh. Of course, that's the way it goes, of right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. That's what we're seeing. Another quote from your book, Bill O'Reilly's success is built on the perception that he really is who he claims to be. If he ever gets caught out of character, it's over. That's right. I, I, I say before that, that, you know, Bill O'Reilly's really talented. He's more talented than I am. You know, he's got a lot more viewers than I do. He's a better communicator than I am. Uh, but I think there's kind of a deep phoniness at the center of his shtick. Uh, and again, as I say, the shtick is sort of built on this perception that he is the character he plays. He is every man, this kind of, po he's not right wing, he's a populist. This kind of Irish Catholic populist fighting for you against the powers that be. And that's great as a shtick, but I'm just saying the moment that it's revealed not to be true, it's over. The moment he gets caught, you know, slapping a flight attendant on the Concord for not bringing his champagne fast enough or barking at you know, one of his subordinates to take the, you know, brown M&Ms out of my bowl and get me a bottle of Evian or something like that. The second that makes page six, it's over, right? Because the whole thing is predicated on the fact that he is who he says he is. And just nobody is that person, especially not someone who makes a million dollars, you know, many millions a year. As he does. Amen. But who doesn't make many million dollars. Amen. Amen. I think that says a lot about I him. too. I do too, very much. <laughs> I think he just told his greatest moment of truth right there. Whoever said, you know, say whatever you want, you know, you're getting paid a lot of money. You know, I, I just wonder for the people who count on this man's shtick to give them their news and their extremism. You know, we continuously, continuously talks about this transgenderism being causing this extremism, but, but 
But what is it that this human being thinks that he's causing in, in, in predicating so much hate for something? And the people that watch this, I don't understand how they're unable to see that this is a shtick and that this man is cashing in checks many millions of dollars oh, a year. Highest paid, you know? Highest paid. He's worth so much money. Exactly. He's yeah. created this shtick because he's well, watched and think and about he's the shit that he says though right yeah I mean, especially in that other video right transgenders think they're god exactly right? i mean exactly. that's talk about blasphemy there right exactly exactly we think that we're god that yeah. that we can can uh, uh change nature and yet yeah. you you push pharmaceutical companies that do what try to change nature oh, yeah. that are constantly trying to change body chemistry and and all of this under the guise that this is best for you yeah. and what we fail to do you know and, and this comes off the cusp of one of my friends having their remains discovered under a bridge in california who died alone because there are human beings on the other side of 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 people like Tucker Carlson and and other these extremists that that they ignite to think that when you say something like transgenders think they are god yeah. and yet you don't think you're God and you forget that there are human lives on the other side of this. And instead of waking up grateful that you're a man and you don't feel like a woman trapped in a man's body and just saying, Hey, high five, God, I don't have to deal with that shit. And having some kind of compassion, we just continue to let it feed this narcissism and, and ego that becomes a shtick like tucker carlson it, it's to me it, it becomes part of what is making america one of the weakest countries in the world now that that we desperately need to make america great again but it's not going to be under the guise of control and hate these are things that never have worked in the past and they're not working now and the reason that you have transgender human beings standing up and 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 loving their lives and instead of trying to fit yourself into another box how about honoring your experience because by doing that and living in living in a world that you think if i can be fully female or fully male then i will be validated my existence is validated but your existence is validated anyway mm -hmm. and you're going to find that even living in that existence, you're going to have to accept some type of untruth and lie within yourself right. because it's never going to quite fit. But where you do fit is walking in your path and loving that and, 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 and letting the hate mongers have no authority over you when you're not making ridiculous arguments or letting the media push you in it, this way. Look, it's kind of like, you know, people like Tucker Carlson. You know, is able to take an example here and there. You know, he's got yeah, a yeah. show about, you know, a transgender that made a mistake and converted back because, right. you know, I did this and realized that it was wrong. Yes. And so yeah. because of that, everybody is wrong. 
you know, exactly. according to the way exactly. that, that he can ultimately sell that. You yes. know, you could you exactly. could take an example like this one individual that shot these kids up and all transgenders are horrible right. evil people because of this individual. What about what about all the heterosexual mass right. murderers? I mean, that makes right. all heterosexual straight men like Tucker right. Carlson evil. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're right on point. All the pedophiles as well. Absolutely. You know, all the pedophiles. Yeah. All the pedophiles. That, you know, I, I'm sure there are pedophiles that identify with every and of every color. And yet we 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 jump onto this as, as an American society, we jump onto these things because they allow us not to grow within us. Mm -hmm. They let us say, oh, you know, this, I'm looking at this and this is uncomfortable for me because it's not my journey. And if Tucker says it's evil. Then therefore, I don't have to stretch myself because Tucker said so. Right. So I can agree, yeah. and I can hate them all, and this gives me the reason to. And there are people out there that believe that Tucker Carlson's word is the word of God. You better believe it, buddy. You better believe. It's like it. Trump. Exactly. There are people out there that think if Jesus Christ gets down off the cross and told me Trump is with Russia, I would tell him, "Hold on a second. I need to check with the president if it's true." Why That's do you believe Donald Trump over everybody else? Why? <laughs> That's not sacrilegious. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not the non-country Christians that are making this country no longer Christian, which I, I never thought that was what it was supposed to be. I thought we all had the right to pursue happiness and, and all the things that, you know, we're supposed to be able to do here. But it's not the non-Christians making this a non-Christian country. It is so many of those Christians. I question that, though. I mean, are these real Christians? Like, I don't think so. Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I mean, what do we say? The love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, think about that. That's Tucker yeah. Carlson to the core. Without and a so doubt. By definition, he's evil. Exactly. I, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The entire time I was watching that 25-minute spot that he did, just, just to get into the, to the feel of Tucker before yeah. we started the show, I just kept thinking you know, to myself, how do you... How do you sleep as Tucker Carlson? How do you, there's only two ways that you go to bed every night and sleep in peace with yourself. Number one is that you are a complete narcissist and you laugh at the people that follow your information and believe it as the word of God. I'm going with that one. I, I that's, that's the only thing that really seems to yeah. fit because otherwise I don't think you can live with yourself. No. I just don't think so. You have to be a, you have to be, you have to have a narcissistic qualities you must. to be able to yeah. do something like that. Let me show you another one. Now, this next video is, is uh, probably about 15 years ago. In a democracy, it is vital that people have, that citizens have a common frame of reference for reality. There has to be a place where all citizens can go and look at facts about what happened yesterday and say, you know what? I agree that that's probably roughly what happened. The electorate's confidence in the news being real is all important. You see this when you go to other countries that don't have a history or a tradition of a straightforward, honest press, like I don't know, places like Pakistan, where I've spent a lot of time, where the press has always been dishonest, always every newspaper is an organ of a political movement uh, or other. And people have come over time to become really cynical 
about the press. They don't believe anything that is written in newspapers because they assume all of it is just another man's view. All of it is bias. And so in the absence of any universally recognized standard or source of news, what happens? Well, rumors take the place of news. And so ultimately you have an electorate that is really poorly informed and incredibly suspicious. And in that environment, all sorts of crazy conspiracy theories bloom and take the place of facts. <laughs> Basically what happened. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was always funny to me was, was, and Fox sort of played into this, but you know, Trump was always the media is fake news. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the funniest part is Fox is the media and yeah. is the most watched of all networks and fake news. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of played into that too. You know, it did you know, saying the media, you know, they're of course talking about like CNN and, you know, competitors NBC, yeah. things like that, yeah. but they wouldn't, they would just, you know, the, the media. And then you got Trump that's going on Fox news. Yeah, exactly. Really? I know. I know. I know. There just can't I can't imagine that that people that are have the ability to think from them for themselves and 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 really care about the issues at hand tune into this uh, for to get their honest unbiased news. I mean to me yeah. I feel like those that click this on are those that want to be outraged and want to have this to be played as, as, as puppets. It it has to be, I guess to me. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I want to, I want to say something now. So we, uh, I don't know if we had talked about this before, but this is, uh, you know, because I know we've sort of gotten into Tucker before, but, but I want to say this again. (laughs) So if you go back to 2020, right. And there was, you know, Fox uh, was sued before which was a different story and Fox one right now. We know the story and this had to do with Karen McDougal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the story who was a, yeah, a little bit. former playboy playboy model uh, paid for her silence about mm-hmm. an affair that she said she had with Donald Trump. Right. Now, right. You know, during the, and again, this was during the 2016 election by American media, which was the parent company of the national Enquirer. Now, the National Enquirer is a right-leaning company, right? mm-hmm. and they were doing this on the Republicans' uh, campaign's behalf, and the details were eventually exposed and confirmed in the case against former Trump lawyer Michael Cohen. Remember this? Yep, yep. pleaded yep. guilty to participating in the illegal campaign finance scheme. Okay, and the story became uh, national news, so Tucker Carlson discuss the case on his show <laughs> but he didn't present it accurately uh discussing the mcdougal case alongside the similar story of stormy daniels mm-hmm. and carlson said and this is what he said on his show right remember the facts of the story these are undisputed two women approached donald trump and threatened to ruin his career and humiliate his family if he doesn't give them money now that sounds like a classic case of extortion so McDougal decided to sue Fox News because those facts were absolutely incorrect. She did not approach Trump. She did not threaten him or extort him for money. She sold her story to American Media Incorporated. 
um, which promptly buried it. Mm-hmm. And they buried the story because, you know, obviously they were on Trump's side. So right. Carlson grossly misrepresented the facts, a point that Fox News did not dispute. Now, this is where it gets funny to me, okay? Because McDougal said since Carlson willfully distorted the factual record, he defamed her. And that was sort of what the what the lawsuit was. Yep. And so to defend Carlson, Fox News had to make a very interesting claim. So him being the host with the highest rated show on cable news basically said that he cannot be trusted. Right. <laughs> and yep. so and and this is what the judge said, right? Judge said the judge said this general tenor of the show should then inform a viewer that he is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewer arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statements that he makes. Right. (laughs) So again, so the top-rated program right. on a news station cannot be reasonably expected to be taken seriously. That's and, right. And reasonable viewers, reasonable, is what they said, reasonable. Like, quote unquote, reasonable viewers will be skeptical that his claims are not actual facts. What? Right. Wow. And so <laughs> this actually legal argument allowed them to win the case. They won the case by basically saying that he's full of shit. Um, it's a shtick. Trusted. Right. It's, yep. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and so uh, another statement, it says, says, said, it is true that Mr. Carlson repeatedly asserted that the conduct was extortion during a debate with a guest commentator in which Carlson also described the payment from Cohen to McDougal as paying off someone who is extorting you, threatening to make public details of your personal life if she doesn't get paid. And uh, so, yeah, so there you have it. There you have it. There you have it, America. (laughs) The company is telling you already that this man lies. This is a shtick. This is a show. This is no longer real news this is nothing but commentary for ratings that cashes checks and while you're barely surviving and just paying your cable bill barely just so you can watch tucker carlson give you the truth you know he is cashing checks with your money to lie to you because that's it the fact is tucker carlson's a liar well he even said it too You said it. <laughs> you said it before too, and and from all you know appearances, he intentionally lies to his audience to get them to buy into his warped ideological yep. view of the world, which is yep. a crazy view of the world. Exactly, and which I don't think he even believes. This right. is a oh, show. No. Absolutely, this is a show. It's like well, a reality show. It's clickbait. Yeah, and what's happening now is what proves it. Amen. Right. This actually Amen. proves it because when we haven't gotten to there yet, but when, when, you know, he's saying one thing and then going on the news and saying the complete opposite. So on the news, he says the opposite than what he's saying outside of the news. Yep. There's the proof of it right there. There it is. Yeah. You know? As, as, as DC would say, whoop, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. And uh, okay, I want to show you. We're going to take a, a look real quick at a, a recent, more recent show. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Happy Monday. So here's a story from over the weekend. At about 5 a.m. on Saturday morning in Manhattan, a parking garage attendant called Musa Diara noticed a man peering into parked cars looking for things to steal. Now, that's a familiar scene in New York City. Alvin Bragg, who is the local Soros-funded DA, has decided that prosecuting car burglaries is a form of white supremacy. As a result, not surprisingly, car burglaries have risen quite a bit. Musa Diaria, the attendant, is not white, but apparently he's sick of watching other people get robbed, so he told the man to get out, leave the garage. In response, the man pulled out a handgun and fired four times. He hit Diaria in the head and the stomach. It was a nightmare. But somehow, Musa Diaria had the presence of mind to wrestle the gun from the man and then fire back before the man could shoot him or anyone else. By the time police arrived, both men were lying on the sidewalk bleeding. Now, what do you think happened next? In a sane, self-respecting society, Musa Diaria would have received a medal, if not a ticker tape parade. But in the city of New York, he was arrested and charged with attempted murder and illegal possession of a gun, the same gun that had been used to shoot him. Diaria woke up in Bellevue Hospital shackled to his bed. The New York Post ran this picture. It's of him sobbing. I got bullets in me and I'm chained to a hospital bed, he said, but I didn't do anything wrong. You can imagine his confusion. This was not the country he expected. And in fact, Musa Diara is exactly the kind of person you want more of in your country. He's 57 years old and he's still working harder than most young people do. In fact, when New York shut down during COVID, as lawyers and nonprofit executives hid in their apartments, Living on DoorDash and stockpiling surgical masks from Amazon, Diara went to work every day like Americans used to. The man who shot him, by contrast, does not have a history of going to work every day. His name is Charles Rohde. We checked. He's got a rap sheet of nearly a dozen serious crimes that go back more than 20 years. And yet, as of Saturday at 5 a.m., he was not in jail. He was walking around New York with a gun looking for more things to steal. In the end, Alvin Bragg caved to public outrage, which was considerable, and dropped the charges against Musa Diara. But he had already made the point very clear to everyone. In our new Soros-inspired justice system, decent people are the criminals, while the criminals are now a protected class. Here's how it works. The people in charge unleash chaos in our cities, but if you dare to protect yourself or your family from that chaos, you wind up in handcuffs. What is this? Well, the name of this system of governance is anarcho-tyranny. You get state-sponsored anarchy accompanied by political tyranny. Since taking office, Bragg has done his best to increase the anarchy. He's increased the number of felony charges his office drops by nearly 40%. That includes almost half of all drunk driving charges. It's no longer really a crime to drive drunk in New York City. That's the anarchy part. But for those who step outside the political lines... It is tyranny. You'll remember the middle-aged bodega clerk called Jose Alba from the Dominican Republic. Bragg sent him to Rikers Island, one of the worst prisons in the world, for daring to defend himself against a lunatic who was trying to murder him. Okay, so that's a more recent show. Okay, so again, now this is, you know, ahead of former President Donald Trump's expected booking and arraignment in New York City Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. 
you know, social media users are accusing Alvin Bragg, who's the Manhattan District Attorney, of having very poor um, prosecutorial judgment in other cases, in all kinds of cases. Obviously, looking yeah. into all kinds of stuff, you know, to yeah. put on this guy. Um, and so the claim is right that Bragg is charging a New York City parking garage attendant for attempted murder after he shot an alleged armed robber. Right. right. Now, if we know anything about the criminal justice system, okay, so Bragg's office isn't prosecuting Diara, that guy who was the, mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. So yep. Charles Clayman, uh, who was Diara's lawyer, said the video of the altercation was eventually located and sent to the DA's office, clearing his client of any wrongdoing. So there's no attempted murder charges, and there never will be, is what his attorney said, because my client was the hero. And the victim, not the perpetrator, right? And that's the whole story, right? Oh. But of course, that didn't stop social media users from spreading false claims about this incident. Right. <clears throat> One of them said, "You know, New York City's a joke." Uh, Manhattan prosecutors charge victim of assault with attempted murder, right? That was one that was put on Twitter. <laughs> um, and it, of course, it was liked like twelve thousand times. Right? Of course, you of know? course. And so, and so here's the story. Okay. Now, if anybody knows anything about the police and getting arrested, which unfortunately I do, unfortunately I do. Unfortunately we do. (laughs) So the shooting happened, right? I I didn't shoot anybody, but this isn't my story, but (laughs) the shooting happened, you know, early on early Saturday morning when Mm -hmm. Diara confronted a suspected thief, right? In the parking garage where he worked, which is of course in Midtown uh, Manhattan, right? Charles Rohde. 59, right? He shot the 57-year-old twice before Diara was able to wrestle the handgun free and fire back. So he got shot, right? Um, And so both were hospitalized and initially charged with attempted murder, assault, and gun possession. Makes sense, right? Because who who shot who, right? And we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And so if they were hospitalized, right, and initially charged, who charges them? Well, the not police. The D- it's not the it's DA. Not the DA. The DA it's picked. It's, it's the, police. the police. Right. 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 Because every time you get arrested, you're telling your pleading your case. The police is like, "Hey, don't tell me. Wait and tell the judge." Right. <laughs> we don't well, care. But that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, like the whole thing about it though is like you yep. when you get arrested, it's not the DA that right charges. Right. It's, it's the not. police department. It's the police. You know. It's the police. and the DA doesn't see your case. Right. Till down right. the road. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I guess you show up in a parking garage and you see two guys laying there with bullet holes. Exactly. Bloody bullet holes. You know, at some point, we don't know who's at fault here. So we better chain both of them to the bed till we can figure it out. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, what you just show up and you're like going, oh, yeah, no, it's this guy. It's It's got to be this guy. Got to be this guy. Got to be. Yeah. Got to be. You know, because he has a job. (laughs) You know, he, right. he would never do something yeah. like that because he no. works, you know? Yeah, exactly. He works. <laughs> he works. Apparently, <laughs> people out there that work don't ever commit crimes, right? No, never at all. No, I never did. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> yeah. And so, God. I mean, do, do, you know, like, do people really think that the DA is out looking at all the people getting arrested? Right. Uh, when they're getting arrested to confirm they will be filing? No. And hell no. is. 
is the the common human being still so naive about the justice system <laughs> that they have no idea how it works? Yeah, they got the, that DA supposed <laughs> is like standing at the jail, you know? Okay. Right. Yep, yep. Go ahead and book them. Book them. Yep. 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 <laughs> Not this one, though. Not this yeah. one. Not this one. Yeah. I mean, you show up to a crime scene, you got two people shot, right? Laying both there in, bleeding. Both individuals have touched the gun. Right. 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 Whose gun is it? Exactly. Who shot first? Right. Right. Who's on first? Probably on something which would need to be investigated. Absolutely. And in the meantime, chain them both up yeah. <laughs> until we figure it out. And the funny thing about it, okay, is that think about this. This is downtown Manhattan. Who really cares about this? Like right. seriously, like, tr like, like, like Tucker Carlson, all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, look at this story. This is horrible. Yeah. What happened to this man? I really can't. Oh yeah. Really? How convenient. Yeah. Right. It's right. Like, how convenient right. because I mean, are you looking into like DAs in like Michigan? What about Arizona? Maybe Texas, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, right. I bet or is Florida, it just this look one. at Florida. <laughs> Oh my God. I guarantee there's some <laughs> fucked up stuff going on. You better know it, man. You better know it. And yeah. also one of the things that I love so much about that clip is how Tucker had to tell us. And what's this man doing in this picture? He's crying. He's sobbing. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at the picture. The guy's just there. He was not phone. sobbing. Uh, he was he not sobbing. Yeah. He looked more dead than anything, but right. he was... <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. Sobbing. That was, I know that I did not see any sobbing. He was just right. you know. like, how do you capture sobbing in a picture? Yeah. Like no tears, no yeah. what? Come on, Tucker. Click and that made. guy never made it to jail, right? You know right. what I mean? He literally was in there. He was in the hospital. He never made it to jail, right? He's not they being booked. He had to go to the hospital anyways. <laughs> He was never right. formally charged because you can are not formally charged yeah. until you're indicted. Right. You know, so yeah, because the, the thing was was that the, the video was was gained, which probably mm -hmm. was gained pretty quickly. I'm not assuming right. it was like right. months now. No, because this just right. happened. This was just happening, right? Yeah. This was just yeah. last week. Right. Right. And so the the Charges are already already gone, you know. But all these people like put out, like all these people like really care, like seriously. Terrible. I mean, that's beautiful that all yeah. you got these people and they're like ten thousand exactly. likes, man. That's a lot of people that love that dude. Exactly. No. Exactly. No. They ain't got no. nothing to do with that. They no. don't give a fuck about that guy. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They just want something to stand on. They're yeah. chair warriors. Yeah. They just want something yeah. to be involved in and add their bullshit yeah. to. Yeah, there's a lot of Trump supporters out there that cared about you, that guy. And, you, he, and they, almost, you know what? And he's black, too. That's the coolest part, man. It's a bunch of Republican. Right. See, black we're not racist. That are yeah. loving black people. Right. See, we're not haters. We yeah. love this guy. He's yeah. probably not even American citizen. He's he's an immigrant. <laughs> we he's, we love he's him. Probably not. He's probably some foreigner. Right. He's probably here illegally. You know, right. I kept waiting for Tucker to say something like that. No, he that wouldn't never, say anything uh, like that. No, no, we love no. this guy. We care about exactly. This guy. We're not racist. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> Those are false allegations. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool that these Trump supporters cared about that, that man who got shot, you know. 
In our new Soros-inspired justice system, decent people are the criminals, while the criminals are now a protected class. Here's how it works. The people in charge unleash chaos in our cities, but if you dare to protect yourself or your family from that chaos, you wind up in handcuffs. What is this? Well, the name of this system of governance is anarcho-tyranny. You get state-sponsored anarchy accompanied by political tyranny. (laughs) (laughs) Anarcho-tyranny, right? (laughs) The name of the system of governance, what he declares, is anarcho-tyranny. You get state-sponsored anarchy accompanied by political tyranny. So despite Tucker using this play on words to probably make himself sound smart. Exactly. He didn't make it, but it probably isn't a surprise. <laughs> so here, let me tell you real quick. So I don't know if you know anything about this, but there, this is actually something that was used um, by this guy, Sam Francis, mm-hmm. who was an American columnist and a writer. Now, this guy would make racist remarks. at the 1995 American Renaissance Conference. And Francis could later join the Council of Conservative Citizens, which is a white supremacist organization identified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. (laughs) Right. So Jared Taylor, who's a white supremacist, said Francis was the premier philosopher of white racial consciousness of our time. So it absolutely makes sense that Tucker wants to just throw more confusion in what he says because what anarchists love more than anything is tyranny. <laughs> tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That. Like, that's like what anarchists <laughs> love, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyways, that anarchist tyranny oh. was used by this guy, Sam Francis. How hard is it? I, 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 I'm asking this because I want to make this point. You know, you do such a great job at researching so much for this show. So I have to ask you, how hard is it to find this information and 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 really make sense out of some of this? Like, how hard is it? it he does really good at confusion because he will he will. You will need to not only research what he says, but then you'll need to research some of the things that he puts in that goes along with it to find more information about it, right? So which reminds me of a biblical character that has the 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 um has the description of the author of confusion. I don't I I you know, pretty big you know, biblical carrier, uh, a character runs hell. Um, been said as the author of confusion, but I that was just what I, that made me think of. So go ahead. <laughs> if you got to really listen to what he says, like anarcho tyranny, okay, like that's you know one of those things you go like, I, and I even thought like when I heard him, uh, anarcho tyranny, right? That <laughs> makes zero sense. Like that's the last thing anarchists want is fucking tyranny, <laughs> right? I mean, think about that, right? right. It's like a tyranny is like a, a governmental, you know, the anarchy is like Control. doesn't work government. Right. Anti. Tyrannies, yeah, it's like yeah. that makes zero sense, right? Right. <laughs> but 
And that wasn't him. He didn't make that up. That was obviously, I don't think he makes up most of his stuff, but no. he steals most of it. Yes. But yes. just like he says in the end of this video, let me show you real quick. The You have to cover some idiotic thing that Stelter said or Cuomo, just these, these clown people when you have to cover it, right? Or Don Lemon, as you call him. Like what, how do you think they live with themselves at this point when they just lie again and again and we have the internet to expose the lies? If this isn't 20 years ago when you were on CNN yeah. and, we, and we couldn't expose things, we can expose it now and they still do it. <laughs> like and literally right that's corner. he says it perfectly like like we have the internet to expose these people exactly right? do, exactly people don't do it you're you know? right people you're don't right. do it so the second story on that so what constitutes self-defense that debate has been renewed after a growing number of people are urging the manhattan district attorney to drop a murder charge against a bodega clerk who police say fatally stabbed a man who confronted him at work earlier this month. It was July 1, 61-year-old Jose Alba, who emigrated to New York City from the Dominican Republic more than 30 years ago, was working at an upper Manhattan bodega when, according to a criminal complaint, a woman tried to buy a snack for her daughter. Her payment card was declined. She told police that Alba reached over the counter and grabbed her daughter's hand to get the item back. The grisly altercation was captured on surveillance video obtained by the New York Post they reported the woman was heard saying, my N is going to come down here right now and F you up. The woman left the store, later returned with her boyfriend, 35-year-old Austin Simon. A criminal complaint says that Simon went behind the counter and pushed Alba, the bodega clerk. Alba told investigators Simon wanted him to apologize to the girl. In the recording, we see Simon putting his hands on Alba in what appears to be an attempt to steer him outside of the area behind the counter. The complaint says that Alba picked up a knife that was stashed behind the counter and stabbed Simon in the neck and chest at least five times. It goes on to say that Simon's girlfriend took a knife from her purse and stabbed Alba, who suffered a wound to his arm. Simon died from the stab wounds to his neck and torso. The case is noteworthy for the charges that both have and have not been filed. Alba was arrested on July 2, charged with one count of second-degree murder. He's been released on $50,000 bond. The girlfriend, meanwhile, charged with nothing. Here now to discuss is Jeffrey Lichtman. He's a criminal defense attorney who, by the way, represented El Chapo and John Gotti Jr. So, Counselor, talk to me about the respective rights of these individuals. When Simon goes behind the counter and confronts Alba, what is Alba allowed to do under the law? Well, he's only allowed to use proportional force that's being used against him. And in this case, he used deadly force. And the reason why he was charged with the murder is because it was believed by the DA's office that Simon was not using the same deadly force that uh, Alba was about to use. He didn't have a bat. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a knife. He wasn't punching him. He just went around to his area and pulled him out. Now, it's clear that he was probably about to get a beating, but the DA's office felt, well, if the guy is not beating you half to death, stabbing you, punching you, shooting you, you have no right to use deadly force in response. Does it matter that to what I see in those videos, there was nowhere for Alba to retreat? Well, you have to retreat. There is a duty to retreat with regard to the use of deadly force in New York. There was no place for him to retreat. Um, and so he 
the choice was was either possibly catch a beating or grab the only weapon that was at his fingertips, which just happened to be a knife. Now, the reason why um, they charge him is, as I explained, the reason why he's never going to be convicted is because there's more of like a heartstrings pull uh, situation that's happening here. You've got a legal immigrant who works six or seven days, works his butt off, and you've got this thug with a very long rap sheet who's three times the size of him, half of his age, and it's clear he's about to give him a beating. However, with regard to the use of deadly force, Alba's uh, had no knowledge that this guy had any kind of uh, legal rap sheet. All he knew was what was in front of him. So I understand why he was charged. But I also can tell you there's a 0% chance he's going to be convicted because people in New York are just sick and tired of, of being victims of crime. And they felt that this guy was allowed to defend himself. But legally, if you actually parse it out, it's not such a weak case for the district attorney. <laughs> and that's from that's from uh, the attorney of God, of uh, Chapo. And <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny very enlightening but very yeah so i mean it, you know you got that guy saying that yes yeah, you know it's not actually that weak of a team and it does make sense i mean it's, i get it you know that um i you know definitely the guy's not going to get convicted but you know right. i mean but he killed the dude and the guy didn't another guy didn't have a weapon or anything right uh, right so but, right you know, and that's the way the law is written if the law is written that it, way then what it, you know so it, do process again, i mean and again yeah. it's really cool that tucker really cares about that guy exactly yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. care so much to skew yeah. the story to, you know to create this outrage he's yeah. just here to give us the news the yeah, real news exactly. what's really happening yeah. in the world yeah. innocent guy yeah, and you know it's probably going to be an american that just gets mad and kills an immigrant and the and an illegal immigrant and, and Tucker's going to come on and stand up for that illegal immigrant, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the violence in this country is ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn transgenders keep killing people. I know. Can we just keep our <laughs> shit together, man? Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, you transgenders. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Stop thinking you're God. In our new Soros-inspired justice system, decent people are the criminals, while the criminals are now a protected class. Here's how it works. The people in charge unleash chaos in our cities, but if you dare to protect yourself or your family from that chaos, you wind up in handcuffs. All right, so Soros is among the 100 richest people in the world with an estimated <laughs> net worth of more than $8 billion. No shit. Now, he has donated a lot of fortune that he's earned working in finance to Open Society Foundations, which is a nonprofit that financially supports democracy and human rights causes in more than 100 different countries. Um, in 1992, Soros was one of the investors who bet against the British pound before it was withdrawn from the European exchange rate mechanism. So the pound's collapse earned Soros more than $1 billion and a reputation as the man who, quote-unquote, broke the Bank of England. But the Soros scorn hit a fever pitch in the early 2000s once he became more involved in American politics, specifically opposing President George W. Bush. He compared the Bush administration to the Nazi and communist regimes, saying Bush had 
improved on the techniques of governing by fear, and he spent more than $27 million unsuccessfully opposing Bush's 2004 re-election. So the conservative movement responded by unleashing fury on Soros, and he became a constant target for Fox News and other right-wing commentator- commentators. Bill O'Reilly, as we talked about, ran a 10-minute segment to Soros, calling him an extremist and off-the-charts dangerous. Uh, Glenn Beck devoted a two-hour special to exposing Soros as a supposed puppet master. Alex Jones, crazy Alex Jones, called Soros evil and accused him of running a Jewish mafia and trying to overthrow the government. (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. and Roseanne Barr are among those (laughs) who have shared tweets suggesting Soros was actually a Nazi himself. Wow. It's amazing how it seems like the pot can always call the kettle black. You know, it's never ending with this tribe. Never ending. Now, this is when it's going to get fun. Okay. So, there have there was thousands of hours of surveillance footage from the January 6th attack on the US Capitol. Yes. That were made available to Fox News host Tucker Carlson. Right? I bet. Tucker said his team was spending the week at the Capitol pouring through this video. <laughs> and preparing to reveal their findings to their viewers. These are the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, They controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. Our office wanted to ensure that there was shock and awe that we could charge as many people as possible. The first thing you notice from viewing the full video record of January 6th is just how many people entered the Capitol building that day. Hundreds and hundreds of people, possibly thousands, over the course of about two hours. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. (laughs) Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. So let's see if we can validate Tucker's message. (laughs) 
<laughs> Washington, D.C., for those that don't know, is on the East Coast along the banks of the Potomac River. It is an area of just under 70 square miles, and it was founded as the nation's capital in 1791. <laughs> now, as you can see, I think Tucker is right. Just a normal day at the Capitol. Thank you, McCarthy, for giving those images to Tucker to clarify the mistake <laughs> that was made. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, wait. No, that actually was the Washington, D.C. city guide. I, I think that is actual tourism. Oh, let me see what this other video says. Outside, protester reads Donald Trump tweet. So is this an insurrection or just a day of tourism? I guess we need to understand what an insurrection is. So it's defined as a violent uprising against an authority or a government. Oh, wait a minute. What are they saying? Crowd chants, hang Mike Pence. There's a hanging news outside. Hang Mike Pence? No, couldn't be. Because if he's the vice president and they want to hang him for political reasons, that kind of, I think that makes it an insurrection. We need to hang the are being attacked outside. It's a pretty crazy just walk in wow. the park, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just another day at the Capitol. He wasn't showing this on his show. Of course not. <laughs> He must be working to just thank her for the job that she's doing. Capitol Police is going to start moving their resources inside. They're going to start the M4 officers first. Oath Keepers approach central east door of Capitol Building. It's 2.38 p.m. Oath Keepers enter building. Now we have H208 with four members. The door's barricade. There's people flooded the hallways outside. We have no way out. In fact, officers still remaining on the house floor, in the, on the third floor, to use the subway themselves. It's time to evacuate so we can secure the members on the other side. Copy. It's up to us people now, the American people. I'll lay my life down if it takes. Absolutely. That's why we showed up today. That's why we showed up today. <laughs> lay my life down for tourism. Ha, ha, ha. 
Cloud Tinker just tells a whole different story, buddy. They were peaceful people. These were great people. The crowd was unbelievable. And I mentioned the word love. The love, the love in the air. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> There's love. Looks like love. <laughs> I laid down my life for tourism. <laughs> I laid down my life just to walk through the Capitol. They <laughs> were to just take some peaceful selfies and. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? Sure. Like, seriously? <laughs> my God, man. <laughs> my gosh. I want to. I hope Tucker takes down all the mirrors in his house because there's no way he can look at himself with a straight face. No way. No way. It's It's crazy. All right. So now we have this uh, new thing with Tucker. The Denver-based Dominion Voting Systems, right, claims that Fox program hosts with the knowledge of executives from both Fox News and parent company Fox Corporation repeatedly allowed allies of former President Trump to falsely claim that the machines and the software of the company used were responsible for Trump's election loss. Right? Documents released during the lawsuit have shown that top Fox executives and personalities didn't believe the claims, but aired them anyways. I'm going to do this in a very straightforward way. I want to begin with a quote. If you take nothing else from this whole story, which has been going for a while now, just remember this newly exposed quote. Here it is. Quote, I hate Trump passionately. That's the quote. Very clear. Now, if you think about it, many Americans have likely said that or something similar to that at some point. The same person says, quote, we're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting What a disaster it's been, referring to supporting Trump, is too tough to digest. But there isn't really an upside to Trump. So here in that basically second line, you have admitting a lie, pretending there's an upside to Trump when, according to this person, there isn't. No, the quote is from someone whose current career, power and identity is based on the claim that he tells the truth, that he shares what he really thinks. These quotes (laughs) are from... The top Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, who secretly wrote them in January 2021, basically admitting his show is a lie in writing and confessing to both the fraud of, quote, pretending he backs Trump in public and the failure of that endeavor, whether that's measured for himself or Fox News or the whole conservative movement. So, again, I told you I'm going to go through this very clearly with plain English about why this matters. I want you to consider those quotes. Maybe you already heard about them if you follow the news. They are a smoking gun, if I've ever seen one in a defamation case. And contrast what Tucker said there to his show, what he called his pretending, what he claims to millions every night. For five years, we have watched the news media treat Donald Trump in a way that no American president has ever been treated. On the big things, on matters of civilizational importance, Trump told the truth bluntly, often when nobody else would. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. It goes on and on and on like that. I'm only showing you a bit. But Carlson was hiding the true views, what we put against that on the screen that we've now learned about. Indeed, 
we're seeing that his entire show is an exercise in hiding and contradicting his true views. And it's not just any random show. It is the most popular show on a habitual basis on the right. One of the most watched news shows, period. We'll, we'll give you the numbers. We're not going to take a separate view of it just because we also happen to be a news show. It is very influential. It's why he has that new sweetheart deal with the Speaker of the House for a misleading mm-hmm. presentation. I'll get to that. But we're seeing why it's a nightly show of pretending, as he put it. The context is Carlson was texting a trusted colleague. He had no reason to think this would ever leak. There was no court case at the time. There was no federal investigation. He seemed to be letting loose about something he thought was ending, his four years of, quote, pretending. Because he saw Trump as the loser of the race, a fact, and he thought politically Trump would fade away. More context, Tucker writing in this same batch of text, quote, we're very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. And then that brings on the quote that crushes his current project of defending Trump, lying about the insurrection. Then the quote I told you, he texts, I hate him passionately. And then he seems to kind of emote about it and says it was becoming almost too much, adding, I can't handle much more of this. January 4th, two days out from the insurrection, he fed. This was an inflection point. Trump had clearly lost. It was also clear he was not just going to go peacefully. He was trying to illegally overturn the election. And some longtime Trump supporters famously refused to join Team Coup, whether you talk about Mike Pence, people, some people in Congress, some people in public. Carlson, though, he thought he might be able to do that. He was angry about the Trump effort. He texted Trump and his lawyers have so discredited their own case. It's infuriating. Absolutely enrages me. That apparent or alleged final straw is then what leads him to the quote I led with. Carlson writing, admitting what a disaster Trump has been for these four years is too tough to digest. There isn't really an upside to Trump. Whoop, there it is. (laughs) Whoop, there it is. There it is. (laughs) That lays it out perfectly. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Could not be more perfectly put together and yeah. said. I mean, he, he absolutely has his views yep. that Trump's a piece of shit. He yep. hates him. Yep. And then at right, probably right after texting that Trump is the best person in the world. The most amazing yep. wonderful guy ever. We love him. Yep. 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 <laughs> absolutely. We support him. Yeah. We support him. The election was stolen. Wasn't it? election was stolen. Peaceful protesters. These are. I mean, he's basically well, saying, I'm almost, I'm so glad we don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lost the election and they obviously they knew it. Absolutely. Yeah. But then what, what sells, what continues to make this the number one uh, news show is more, more controversy, more bullshit. And he just plays this game and it's a special kind of evil and this art of confusion, and I'll say this again, every time we do a show where Tucker is e- even remotely involved, I-, I ask people why, you know, why continuously buy into what you know is someone lying because it gives you this dopamine hit because it gives you this excuse to be angry and to stand on lies yourself. Come on. Well, it definitely gives you an excuse to be angry because that's definitely that's definitely that's all he does is provoke. That's anger. all. That's all. You know, he pushes anger fear, and fear. Yep. Fear and anger. 
that's it. Why is it so important? Right. To, to, to like, you know, what are we taking all the people that were there and we're, we're saying, Oh wait, you guys are a bunch of good people. You yeah. Know? You were yeah, falsely, you were falsely accused. You guys are a bunch of martyrs, you know? Kind right. Of thing. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. One of the hallmarks of people who are telling the truth, in case you were wondering how to tell the difference, is that people who are telling the truth are calm. They don't wave their hands around and make wild accusations. They don't need to do that. It's enough to say what they know. I got to pause a second. Have you noticed how much he talks about honesty and lying? Yes. yes. <laughs> Spain theme. <laughs> <laughs> And if honest people turn out to be wrong about something they have claimed, they'll admit it. They don't double down on false. They made a mistake, and that's okay. It's not like they're claiming to be God. Liars behave differently. Liars are touchy, sometimes to the point of hysteria. They're hiding something. That's the whole point of lying. And they're worried you're going to find out what it is. Liars are fragile, because over time, lying makes you weak and afraid. It has the same effect on countries, by the way. Yeah. We're living through one of those clarifying moments, which actually we're thankful for, where we're learning exactly who the liars are. On Monday, we showed you unreleased videotape from January 6th. It proved, that tape proved, that three of the most important claims our leaders have made about that day were untrue. Their claims were lies. We were not shocked to discover that. We knew there was a reason that congressional leaders had been hiding the tape and that reporters in Washington weren't demanding to see it. They were lying to us, obviously. That's why you hide things. But what was actually surprising, what we can't quite get over even now, is how they responded when they were caught lying. They didn't seem embarrassed. They didn't apologize. They weren't even curious to learn more about what actually happened on January 6th. Let's see the tape. No, they didn't want to see it. They exploded in rage. And then, as liars tend to do, they doubled down. They told the same lies they'd been caught telling, but with even greater aggression this time. Shut up, it's midnight, they said as the sun rose behind them. <laughs> Who acts like that? Right. Well, sociopaths do. I'd like to see videos. And in this that. case, the sociopaths right. turned out to be both Democrats and Republicans. The commitment to lying <laughs> in Washington is far deeper and more bipartisan even than we realize when we follow this stuff for a living. Now, you sometimes hear people say that the whole partisan system is an illusion and that underneath the manufactured debates, the leaders on both sides are in fact secretly united in a common love of money and power and the deception required to get them. And honestly, <laughs> we could never really bring ourselves to believe that. It's just too dark. But now we do believe it because we have seen it. Consider the death of police officer Brian Sicknick. Now we still don't know exactly how officer Sicknick died. We're not certain that anyone does know. No one has explained it. But after reviewing the previously withheld video evidence, we can tell you with certainty that Officer Sicknick was not beaten to death by Trump voters at the Capitol. The tape shows very clearly Brian Sicknick walking through the building in apparent health after the media told us for two years that he had been murdered. So they were wrong about that. Okay, they got caught. Here's the interesting thing. They won't admit it. Liz Cheney's tweet is still on Twitter tonight. Officer Sicknick was killed defending our capital from the violent mob on January 6th. No correction. Anderson Cooper of CNN still has not apologized. Quote, Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight, he told us. Those are lies. So why not just admit it and move on? But they won't. Tucker Carlson cares about people. I mean, obviously right. he cares about a freaking, yeah. you know, some guy, random dude, and, you know, they got 
shot yep. and stabbed to like that. Yep. But he doesn't seem to care about a police officer that did die. Yeah. Now, now he didn't get beaten in the head with a fire extinguisher, but the following day after the January 6th, he had two strokes and dropped dead. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. No, he, he's more worried okay. about the apology. You know, right. Than the guy. Right. I mean, we don't really right. care about the guy. Because <laughs> exactly. it kind of yeah. makes it like the Trump supporters right. look bad. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're worried about the lie and the apology. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what seems to be seems more important. Here's the medical examiner report for Officer Brian Sicknick. So the USCP accepts the findings from the District of Columbia's Office of the Chief Medical Examiner that Officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. This does not change the fact Officer Sicknick died in the line of duty, courageously defending Congress and the Capitol. The department continues to mourn the loss of our beloved colleague. The attack on our officers, including Brian, was an attack on our democracy. Working with the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia, the FBI's Washington Field Office, and the Metropolitan Police Department, USCP will continue to ensure these responsible for the assault against officers are held accountable. Officer Sicknick, 42, joined the department in July 2008 and most recently served in the department's first responders unit. Okay, so on March 14th, Julian Catter, 32, of State College, Pennsylvania, and George Piera Tanos, 39, of Morgantown, West Virginia, were arrested for assaulting Officer Sicknick. <laughs> Catter and Tanios are each charged with one count of conspiracy to injure an officer, three counts of assault on a federal officer with a dangerous weapon, one count of civil disorder, one count of obstructing or impeding an official proceeding, one count of physical violence on restricted grounds while carrying dangerous weapon and resulting in significant bodily injury, and one count of violent entry and disorderly conduct act of physical violence on Capitol grounds. The United States Capitol Police will never forget Officer Sicknick's bravery, nor the bravery of any officer on January 6th who risked their lives to defend our democracy. So, Taylor, <laughs> Collar, and Tanyos are the two people that sprayed uh, bear spray yep. in yep. his face. Yep. Um, and, he, um, as well as hitting a bunch of other people too, um, and just coincidentally died of a stroke, right? Strokes the following day, um, mere coincidence, a 42 year old yeah. man and, 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 and generally good health. Yeah. And Tucker doesn't seem to mention the two that, uh, assaulted all of these police officers cause they were assaulted. There's video of it. There's actually video of the, the guy that sprays them. Well, that's that, but that's the lie. Remember, that's the lying. Oh, he footage. lies. Yeah, that's what? the lying footage. That that was oh. this was a peaceful protest. That footage right. is just propaganda. That's right. That's so yeah, so he can't shouldn't mention that because that might imply <laughs> yeah. that there's a lie. That's right. See, he lies. He lies. What the hell? Only when he's cornered. or Only when he's cornered. That's right. When he's cornered. Right. Yeah. And yeah, fe feeling weak. Or that was another. Yeah, when, when he's, he's feeling weak. Yeah. When he's feeling weak. But imagine if lying was your job. 
Imagine forcing yourself to tell lies all day about everything in ways that were so transparent and so outlandish that there is no way the people listening to you could possibly believe anything you said. Then imagine doing that again and again and again every day of your professional life for your entire life. Could you do that? I don't know. Well, I guess you can. I don't know. Can you? <laughs> I don't know, Tucker. Can you? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it is very certain that Tucker has said himself that he lies over and over, over and over every day for his job. And he's cashing checks off the backs of the puppets who continuously being controlled by his fear mongering. He makes a killing off lying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This guy. Because you got to remember, though, if he was honest, he wouldn't have a show. Exactly. He would not have an audience. No, he wouldn't. Well, he definitely would not have a uh, of the conservative side. Correct. Um, Correct. I mean, look, Democrats do fucked up things, right? All the time. But yes. But <laughs> Republicans are fucking nuts. You're right about like, it. What the hell <laughs> happened? You know what I'm saying? It's a DC gang! Well, if it isn't Big Jim Lennon. We're tired of being pushed around. And inflation. And open borders. And gas prices. The good people of Arizona have had enough of you. It's time for a showdown. Jim Lehman, and I approve this message. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is, a, this is ridiculous. All right, well, it's good to be at USA. 41-page COVID-19 supplemental bill. Because, for some reason, we're supposed to be spending more money that we don't have on future COVID and future COVID variants and future COVID vaccines, because really that makes a lot of sense. Why is that an emergency? It's in the future. This bill at $10 billion, of which up to $9 billion, is for Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. What is the purpose of that? It's in the future. Is this gain-of-function research? We have a lot of questions, but we don't have answers. 
This is also supposed to, for future COVID, by the way, is supposed to provide $750 million in efforts to fight future variants to build future vaccine manufacturing capacity. Haven't our vaccine manufacturers made enough money when, when COVID vaccines were mandated across the country? And they're still making a lot. Right. It seems almost as if we are digressing in back into this society that that was not working to begin with and it just seems like this hefty steps backwards to protect this art of control and we're willing to do it at any cost and we we have no there's there's no consideration for human life on the other side and and it it gives me great heartburn that people are are willing to be manipulated. And the things that people believe is just some of the, I mean, come on, you know, it's like, cause that's like a conspiracy theory, you know, is, is, you know, something that's got no valid proof. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people stand on these things. Like, like they know what the fuck they're talking about. And they have no idea yeah. what the fuck they're talking about. Right, right. Yeah. I have a friend whose who's parents, and I don't want to give too much about this because I don't want to expose who this friend is because it's so completely embarrassing to this person. But their parents are now spending their last days on earth. You know, one, one of the parents is, is, is critically ill, will not go to the doctor or, or do any of these, will not will not acknowledge this sickness and is now spending their entire savings um, to travel the country to expose how the election was rigged and stolen from Trump. Wow. And and this, this person who is very much not a conservative, (laughs) absolutely, you know, is, is able to see logic is having to, to watch this, this shit show. <laughs> what the fuck? and and kind of just having to be like what the, the holy fuck are you doing yeah. like what is yeah. going on and you know i can't imagine the stress that this, this this must carry for for this friend and and you know what do you do because these people believe this so much that they're willing to take all of their retirement everything yeah. they've worked for to go to all of these different cities and states in the and country do what? and do what? What are they going to protest and try to prove that like the any... election was rigged? At this point, what the fuck does it matter? It doesn't a bit. You're almost like, <laughs> what, what are we at? Like two years over two years right. Into it already? Right, right. You're just t- <laughs> might as well drive down the road and just toss hundred dollar bills out the window and waste Seriously. time. I mean, what the Seriously. fuck? Seriously. We got Sad. less than you got less than two years till the next election. Exactly. Exactly. And guess what's not <laughs> gonna happen? <laughs> there is no possibility Trump is not being yeah. reelected. You're not gonna think about this. Like all of a sudden they're gonna be like, oh, you know what? Trump, oh, Trump won. Trump back yep. in the office, back in the Get White back House. In, man. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Bring it on back. We're sorry. Yeah, we, we <laughs> we're so sorry, Trump. We're so <laughs> exactly. you were right. You know, you were right the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I what's the what's the belief behind that? It's like, it's like what what like, I mean, what? 
<laughs> you know, because somebody says like, well, I don't know anybody that voted for Biden. So that means that they lost the, that, that Trump right. won the election. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like how many, how many people, people... You fucking know? Right. You know? And Obviously, how many everybody, you... you know, voted for Trump. Right. Exactly. Because what other with. circle? Exactly. What yeah. other circle do you hang out in? Yeah. Of course. That th- that like that no thing sense. is so stupid. You know what I mean? I I know, man. It's sad. It's it's sad that this is the the state of our country. It is like we are we are are shifting into what is obviously like evolving of of humanity and 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 divinity at the same time is trying to you know rise up and make this shift. That shifts have happened throughout human history, and yeah. here we are, and it's like the last. These people that are so desperate, and of course they're desperate. Who has the most to lose yeah. in, in all of this? When you start looking at what really matters, because what do we know? You follow the money, you find the truth. Right. You know, and and here we are in these last dish efforts, and we're gonna just throw up. Oh man, abortion worked back then. Let's let's bring that back. Up. You know, let's yeah. let's put the women back in their place, oh, and yeah. you know. The transgenders, this is a whole new kind of eve. They're just giving us all this fuel. Let's jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. And 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 if we need something extra, we'll we'll snatch gay marriage. Let's snatch that shit back. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, is think happening? about you know, it's funny. It's funny when I think about it. like you watch those shows, right? You Tucker Carlson, you know, and they always show like, you know, all the cities that are fucking being destroyed by all the the black people and the fucking well, look, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that did not vote for Trump, you know? Right. So, you, you know, all of the fucking shit that you're showing all over the fucking country, that's a lot of people that voted for Biden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if people turn on the news and they watch news and they watch Tucker, that should help you understand why Biden won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh, wow. It's, wow it's it's funny man when you think about if you think about just like in the whole scheme of things man you know it's like the uh, republicans i i would say you know, there's typically a lot of times more Republican presidents than there are Democrat presidents, right? Right. But Trump fucked everything up for the Republicans. I'm telling you, man. It's like, because <laughs> what Trump did was he fucking had all the people that fucking never voted in their life crawling out from underneath their fucking, from the, you know, <laughs> under the fucking overpass freeways, right? right. That are voting right. because he's <laughs> such a douchebag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm telling you, man, it's like the, you know, I do. He handed that election. He did. He absolutely did. You know, because he was he's such a threat, you know, is really what it comes down to, to a lot of people. I mean, because, you know, because you got to remember, like when he came out, he even had like a bunch of the LGBTQ that voted for him. You know, yeah, they were because he was telling them how the much days, he loved them. You know, they love me. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. You know, and we lie. Love LGBT. We'll never take their rights away and all this kind of stuff. And then he become president. It's like fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. We don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now all of a sudden you got all these people. Now they're like, okay, no, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And uh, 
And so now, I mean, it's that's <laughs> what that's the way I see it happen. I, you know? I well, I I I completely agree. I completely agree because it wasn't necessarily like, you know, I think that we could have almost put anybody in that place. You <laughs> in know? Biden's place. In Biden's oh, place. Yes, yeah, anybody. And and we could have put yeah. a fucking monkey. You know exactly, and, and ah, he I was going to win. Me. I should have ran. I know. I kept saying we needed to run. We we had a good chance. Yeah, we don't have the money. We had a good that's the chance. problem. I know. See, that is the only problem. Yeah, is we don't a, have the money. The only people that make are going to make it are people that have a shitload of money. You know. You're right, man. Which is you're not right. the way that it was originally it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to yeah. be this way. Yeah. It's not supposed to be this way. Yeah. So the corruption has to be exposed, and it almost has to get so shitting ridiculous. Yeah. That people just begin to start waking up and going, oh, wait, what yeah. the fuck has happened? Yeah. What the fuck has happened? Yeah. And Trump's going to run again. Yeah. And they need somebody. <laughs> they need bite. They need to get another person, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. I, without I think, a doubt. And again, I, you know, and I, you know, he's too fucking old anyways. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, what's it going to be? 82. Yeah. Like, look, this yeah. this cat's like That's barely a little too. They, on, man. You know, they should it's have an much. age like Max. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is just too. Yeah, yeah at this 80, point, this I think much. eighty should be the limit. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, the person running our country. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, <laughs> right. you got more right. pressure than anybody in the world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. At <laughs> eighty, man, I want to be kicked back in front of the fucking television. Seriously. I don't want to be Come fucking. On. I don't want to be trapped having to like. You know what I mean? Right, right. Crazy. That's crazy. Right, and it's showing on Biden, man. It is showing on. Dude, it him. shows on like, everybody that runs, dude. I like, know. Like I, Obama, Obama, when he he like came in, he had like black hair, and we right, left him white hair. Right. Serious. <laughs> 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 I mean that you gotta you gotta think though. Dude, that, I mean that. <laughs> Yeah, look, I give I give kudos to people that are able to do that. You know, oh what I mean? my god, man, yes, for because, sure, for sure. I mean, that you want to talk about a stressful job? So I'm done walking today. I, I I'm I'm tired, man. My walking shoes, my feet are hurting. Tucker <laughs> yeah. has uh has given us a lot to walk in. That's been Definitely. a lot of bullshit. And, yep. Yeah, and so, walking uh, bullshit. Again, I want to thank everybody for uh, walking with us in uh, walk a mile in my shoes. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Do all the cool things like share, subscribe. If you like our content, make sure that you leave a comment. Yes. And uh, as always, Tucker, it's an open invitation. man. Absolutely. Come talk to the little guys. How cool would that be? Would that have him on here? We could we could talk to him. Oh, my gosh, man. That, you know, he wouldn't tell us anything truthful, but but it would be fun. No, he would just try to annihilate our our intelligence. (laughs) That's okay. It is. I'm cool with that. I know. Me too. Me too. No no shame, no game here, you know. Amen to that, man. No bullshit. All right. Well, thanks again for walking, and uh, then we'll see you in a couple weeks. That's right.